Fight Podcast, hosted by Sergio Vicente. The Fight Podcast is brought to you by Sage Eats. Sage Eats is a Chicago-based healthy meal prep and fitness mentoring company. They deliver healthy, organic, custom meals directly to your home or office. For those of you not in Chicago, Sage Eats also offers online fitness mentoring where your personal fitness mentor will send you four weeks worth of workouts that are customized to your body and your goals. Your mentor is available seven days a week to answer questions and offer support. Sign up for Sage Eats at W www.sageeatschicago.com. Apply promo code FIGHT for 20% off your first three months. Now here's your host of the FIGHT podcast, Sergio Vicente. Yo, 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 yo. What up, what up? What it do? Welcome to the FIGHT podcast, your weekly combat sports and culture podcast. I'm your host, Serge Vicente, and we have a great show for you today. Today, I'll be covering possibly the most active fight news week of the year, this week's prospect alert, and the last thoughts on, you know, what I have before Bellator 207 and 208 this weekend. Remember, the Fight Podcast is brought to you each and every week by Sage Eats. Sage Eats offers healthy meal prep and fitness mentoring. Sign up for Sage Eats at sageeatschicago.com. Apply promo code FIGHT for 20% off your first three months. Remember to follow the Fight Podcast on all social media platforms at the Fight Podcast and follow me at at Serge Vicente. Support the show by checking me out on the website, thefightpodcast.com. We're on iTunes and SoundCloud. Subscribe, listen, and rate today. And do not forget to purchase merch. All right. Welcome again to the Fight Podcast. Um, yo, kind of rainy, cold day back here in Chicago. Man, we already hitting a brisk 39. I, I, I definitely thought we were a couple of months away from the 30s, but I mean, hey, it's Chicago. But this week has been crazy, man. Fight changes, fight cancellations, disgruntled employees, and a lot of it is stemming from what has been happening in the UFC with... The melee with the fallout of what's been happening after UFC 229, after Khabib jumping in the stands and fighting another fighter after he destroyed Conor McGregor and all that good stuff. So there's a whole lot of things stemming from it. The UFC is trying to, they've already taken off a card or I'm sorry, they've taken out a fight. From um, the card next month, UFC 230, Artem Lobov, Conor McGregor's teammate, was supposed to fight one of Khabib's teammates. That fight is now off of the the, uh, UFC 230. So people are kind of pissy about that. Now, Artem himself is still in the UFC. Khabib's buddy is not. The UFC and Dana White have recently said that they're going to cut um, Khabib's teammates. So what happened on Thursday? Thursday morning, we wake up to Khabib tweeting. And Khabib's feeling a certain way, man. Khabib is a man of few words, but he did get on Twitter and, and uh, should I say, Instagram and said this. 
And he addressed it directly to the UFC. Khabib says, and I'm going to read this whole thing, at least most of it to you. I would like to address, address the UFC. Why don't you fire it when after their team attacked the bus and injured a couple people? They could have killed somebody there. Why no one say anything about, their insult, about them insulting my whole land, religion, nation, family? Why do you have to punish my team when both teams fought? If you say that I started it, then I don't agree. I finished what he has started. In any case, punish me. And this is uh, Khabib's teammate. Man, I can't say it. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry about that. But it, it is Zubar, Zubaria Turkov. That is that he's actually Khabib's cousin, but Turkov, Turkov, bro, I am so sorry I butchered your name, but uh, I digress and I jump back into this uh, IG message. But um, Turkov has nothing to do with that. If you think I'll keep silent, then you're mistaken. Cancel, blah 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 blah. He says a couple other things, but this is where it gets interesting. Khabib then says, "If you decide to fire him, you should know that you will lose me too." We'd never give up on our brothers in Russia, and I will go to the end for my brother. If you still decide to fire him, don't forget to send me my broken contract. Otherwise, I'll break it myself. And one more thing. You can keep the money that you're withholding. You're pretty busy with that. I hope it won't get stuck in your throat. We have defended our our honor, and this is the most important thing. We intend to go out to the end. Hashtag brothers. Man. Man. Look. That is Khabib. Pretty much letting the UFC and putting the UFC on notice and say, hey. I'm not playing this game with you. You think you have the power? You think you have control? You've allowed this other guy to dictate situations? And one thing Khabib has brought up is really interesting. He brings up the blatant double standard that the UFC has given their superstars. Because let's not forget, what Khabib did was, you can argue it was a bad thing. It wasn't great. It didn't look good on the sport. But at the same token, you can also, we can also look at everything Connor has done over the last mm, two years that he hasn't been competing, starting with the Dolly incident. Then we go to the Bellator incident, well, the Dolly incident when he went ahead and threw the Dolly through the bus window. Then when Conor McGregor was at the Bellator event in Turkey, I believe it was, or it might have been Ireland as well. But he was at the event, at a Bellator event. After the event, his teammate finished an opponent or was in the process of finishing an opponent. Conor McGregor jumps as a pretty much a, (laughs) uh, he wasn't even a corner man. He was just in the crowd. He jumps in the arena, tackled his guy. They start celebrating together. When the referee tried to separate Connor and get Connor out of the cage because he had yet to stop the fight, Connor gets pissed and pushes the referee. I would say that is still worse than what Khabib did. 
I can go on and on and on. There's definitely multiple instances throwing the um, the monster energy drinks at, at Nate Diaz. You know what I mean? There's so many different instances what has been going on outside of the octagon with Conor McGregor. So Khabib is right. We're pretty much saying, look, I'm not playing this game. There's a blatant double standard. Arm Lobov, Connor's best friend and training partner, was at the bus incident. He had just as much to do with that bus incident when Connor threw the dolly through the window as Khabib's boy did here at this event. And don't let's not forget. Sharipov over here did not start throwing punches until Connor punched him first. So what are we doing? I think this is going to really set a precedent, and I think this is going to be really interesting to see where it goes. It's interesting. It's going to be really, really cool to see. I don't think Khabib is going to fold. I think Khabib has been proven that, look, it's not about the money. You can keep the money. I'm here trying to protect my honor. And I'm all about loyalty and brotherhood. So it's whatever. You have to respect that man. Dude is a monster. He's a monster in the cage. And he's a stone cold killer outside of it. Even with his threats to the organization. So we'll see what ends up happening, man. I can't wait to see how, again, this ends, this ends, the how, good God. Um, <laughs> um, I just can't wait to see how this unfolds. All right. Man, Khabib's out here threatening to quit. Connor is quiet. He's been saying a couple things on social media, but nothing really special. But uh, the next big news, aside from Khabib and Connor, is that John Jones is back. We talked about that a couple episodes ago, but with his matchup against Alexander Gustafson that's coming up, John Jones is opening up as a three to one favorite against Alexander Gustafson. Some people are like, "Nah, that's too high." Other people are saying it's too low. Uh, I don't know. The argument that people are giving is that John has been away for a really, really long time. They fought five years ago. In that five-year bout, John Jones has been suspended for the majority of that time. One-year stint, one two-year stint. So... He has not really been a very active fighter over the last five years. So you would think that Gus has the edge. He hasn't been suspended. He should have been fighting, right? Eh. Since UFC 165, when they last fought, John Jones has fought four times. Gus has only fought five. And this is what I was really thinking about. I think John being a three to one favorite is pretty much spot on. When this fight gets closer, obviously I break it down. Maybe my mind will change seeing, you know, how things develop. But as of right now, yeah, 
Three to one favorite seems about right. Well, you can actually argue that Jones has taken less damage in that time since they fought. Gus has had to pull out of multiple events. And he's been in some hard fights. Got beat up by John when they fought. That was a hard fight. He had a war with Daniel Cormier. That was an absolute war. And then he got just destroyed by Rumble. So with all of the injuries... And all the butt whoopings, essentially. Who is in worse shape at this point in time in their career? Neither of them have fought in a long time. In fact, this is crazy, and I was just looking at it. John Jones has fought since the last time Gus has. So Alexander Gustafson has has had a longer layoff at this point in time than John Jones has. So I don't know, man. I think three to one favorite at this point in time is pretty spot on. We'll see what's going to happen. I hope that they both stay healthy and I both that hope that they don't get popped on anything because I really want to see this rematch. Um, If you don't remember, UFC 165 was one of if It was definitely the greatest 205-pound light heavyweight fight of all time, but it's in the top five greatest fights of all time. Um, Go check that out. UFC 165, uh, John Jones versus Alexander Gustafson. All right. Well, that's about all the fight news that I have. Bellator is this weekend. UFC 207. Or I'm sorry, Bellator 207. Ugh, and uh, 208. All the fighters on the main card made weight. Unfortunately, three fights are canceled off the undercard, but early on the show. So, hey, it happens. Um, the main event fighters, all they all looked great. I mean, hey, look, man, they're heavyweights. They should be all right. <laughs> but, um, yo, this heavyweight Grand Prix in my opinion, has dragged, all right? It's really, really dragged. But I don't know what it is. This being the semifinals, back-to-back shows, Friday night show, Saturday show, has me actually kind of excited. So, and it has me excited because of all the... The compelling storylines, actually, man, and check it out. I'm just going to pretty much lead some of the storylines that could happen at the end of this tournament. Fedor, the last emperor, can put himself back in a position to be the GOAT and finish his career on top. That would be epic. That would be one of the greatest comeback stories of all time. So if that happens, that would be amazing. On the other hand, Chael Sonnen can be a guy that took two years off, moved up to weight classes, and then still revived his career to be a heavyweight Grand Prix champ. That would be great. That would be a super dope storyline. Ryan Bader can be the champ champ. 205 champ already. He can be the heavyweight Grand Prix champ. 
or Matt Mitrione can finally live up to his talent and be like one of the greatest heavyweights of all time. So I'm excited. I can't wait to see what's going to happen. It's going to be a relatively compelling weekend. The The fight card itself is stacked. I can't wait to watch Larkin compete. I can't wait to watch Benson Henderson do his thing on Saturday. So um, Bellator, salute to you guys. Dazzin, salute to you guys. I can't wait to see what's going to happen. <laughs> All right. Next up, we have our prospect alert. Prospect alert is where we show love to up and coming prospects who have the skills and the talent, but might not be household names just yet. This week, I want to show some love to this Aussie lightweight destroyer, Isaac, the head splitter Hardman. Yo, this dude has a 9-0 record with seven of those coming from knockout. Straight knocking dudes, completely dead. Um, he's from uh, Brisbane, Queensland, Australia. Hardman is best known for his striking. And look, he is he only has a couple takedown defenses. So he's essentially just an all-around great striker. Um, dude is super young. He's only 23 years old. And he's really, really, really comfortable in the pocket. He's really comfortable on the inside. He's even more comfortable on the outside. He can lightning fast come in and out. He moves really, really snake-like, especially with his boxing. Always has head movement. He's never on the center line, which is really interesting to see. Such a well-schooled striker, especially at 23 years old. Unlike a lot of other young fighters, he actually sets up his punches. He has a great jab. And he uses his jab to pretty unleash one of the nastiest right hands you'll see, especially at lightweight. This dude might have, his right hand can possibly be comparable to Connor's left. I'm just saying, when you get a chance to check him out, man, just check him out. He's been taken out, he's been taken down a couple of times in his career, which some people can see as a weakness. But to his credit, he's always gotten up. And he has pretty damn good takedown D, especially against the cage. But what separates this kid from everybody else that I've seen is his composure. Hardman is amazing, man. In fact, he's such a young fighter in that he never seems bothered. Man, it's crazy. It, the more the pressure ramps up, it seems like he gets more calm. Even when the fight gets tough, he seems really, really chill. I love that in fighters, man, especially guys who are only 23 years old. That means he has upside. That means he's calm. That means no matter what happens in there, he's ready for it. So I don't think UFC jitters or anything like that will be in this be a big factor for this kid at all. Check this out. This dude's name is a head splitter. And he really does hold true to that name. He has left more than a couple of, opponent, of his opponents leaking. He's had two finishes due to Dr. Stoppage from cuts from his elbows. Straight elbows. The same way Tony Ferguson go, goes out there and unleashes elbows on his opponents, this kid does the exact same thing. He doesn't get tired. And yo, he gets better as the fight goes on. So... 
that's just something I love about this kid. He's a dog. He gets better as the fight goes on, and he has that same kind of cardio, and he can put those same pace on you as the Diaz's of the world. So think about somebody with Conor McGregor-esque power with Diaz-level cardio. Just saying, man, that it's a nasty combination. Australia and New Zealand have been rising in the ranks like throughout all the big promotions. Look at dudes like Stylebender and a whole bunch of the other dudes um, coming out of there. Um, yo, man, Hartman is the real deal. Um, I hope that he'll be in the UFC or Bellator in the near future, probably early um, 2019, definitely by late 2019. So salute to this week's prospect alert. Keep your eyes open for Isaac, the head split Hartman. Um, he should be around soon, man. So yo, dude is an absolute monster. All right, good people. This is Sergi Sente, and thank you so much for joining me today on episode 36 of the Fight Podcast. The Fight Podcast is brought to you each and every week by Sage Eats. Sage Eats offers healthy meal prep and fitness mentoring. Sign up for Sage Eats at sageeatschicago.com. Apply promo code FIGHT for 20% off your first three months. Remember to follow the Fight Podcast on all social media platforms at the Fight Podcast and follow me at Serge Vicente. Support the show. Check me out on the website, thefightpodcast.com. Don't forget to purchase merch. Check out Bellator 207 and 208 this weekend on ESPN this Saturday. Terrence Crawford will also be defending his welterweight chip. I can't wait to watch that. I'll be breaking that down and all the Bellator madness and hopefully we'll see what's going on with the rest of the UFC madness and much more on the next episode of the Fight Podcast. Thank you all for joining me. As always, I am Serge Vicente. Peace out.